From WNYC, this is Money Talking. I'm Ilya Meritz, in for Charlie Herman. For some online retailers, advertising has become a catch-22. I'm not talking about those goofy mattress ads you sometimes see on the subway, but the ads that pop up when you search something on your browser, say mattresses or pillows or eyeglasses. Consider this. Last year, Lyft spent $92 million just on ads placed with Google. As a recent article in Bloomberg notes, that's about 10% of Lyft's 2018 net loss. Google's nearly complete domination of the search market means certain kinds of businesses find it impossible not to advertise with the search giant. It's their brick and mortar, their main street. And these days, if you don't protect yourself by buying an ad, a rival business may just swoop in with some hostile messaging. With me today is journalist Jake Swearingen, who recently wrote about this phenomenon for New York Magazine's Intelligencer. Hi, Jake. Hi. So, Jake, you don't sell mattresses or pillows or medicine for pets or anything like that. You do mm-hmm. sell journalism, though. You're a reporter. A few years ago, you had your own little brush with online advertising. Tell me what happened. Um, it did not go well. Uh, in about 2011, I was trying to land a job with uh, an alt-weekly in San Francisco, so I thought it would be really clever if I bought a Google search ad against my own name. So when they got my resume, they would search Jake Swearingen and then my resume and like this little homepage portfolio thing I built would pop up. Uh, the thing that I'd forgot to do was set a maximum bid. So what happened is I set it and ran it for one day and then basically spent $100 for nothing and then also found out that alt-weekly editors are very old school and do not even Google candidates. So I got the job and found out later that nobody even saw the thing. So I have no idea where that $100 went. (laughs) All right, so that was your experience in 2011. Can you give me just a very short primer on how you buy a Google ad? Sure. So you buy a Google ad by basically buying against a keyword. So that can be anything as saying, I want to buy against baseball. Or you can make it very narrow. You can say, I want to buy against Jake Swearingen, a writer, New York City. And then you say, I am willing to pay a certain amount of money, a bid, and then Google runs an online auction for every time that search is done and they find it relevant. Google then looks at how high quality that ad is and then runs that against the bid that you've made and then does some complicated math. But at the end of the day, basically, the person who puts the highest bid and also has the highest quality ad, that will be the ad that's at the top of the page. Let's talk about where advertising is today. In the old days, you had the yellow pages, and that was a physical book in your house, and it was alphabetical, and if you're looking up plumbers or mattresses or whatever else, that's sort of where you found them, and maybe there'd be a little boxed ad. Google is not simply an online replacement for the yellow pages. It actually works very differently in significant ways. The reason why there are still so many like AAA plumbing companies or A1 auto repair is because people would try to fight for the yellow page to be the first company listed. Google has completely done away with that. Now, when I want to find car repair, I just put in the search term car repair. And Google, at this point, even knows where I'm searching from. So it'll just show results for car repair shops nearby me. What is different is I could buy an ad in the yellow pages maybe if I wanted to, and I would pay, you know, three, $400, and it would be a little thing, and I would say, Jake Swearingen's Auto Shop, we give you a great deal, and you drive away happy. But I couldn't say where I wanted to place that. It would just be sort of in the auto section, and I couldn't place that against, say, A1 Auto Repair, and I definitely couldn't place it against A1 Auto Repair and say, Jake Swearingen's Auto Repair Shop, 
we beat the pants off A1 Auto Repair. Those guys are scum. Never go to them. Is that happening today? Are you seeing that? That is absolutely happening. So it gets into the idea of branded keyword search ads. So I have found it with online mattresses. There is a company called Tuft and Needle. They basically have bought ads against all of these sort of mattresses that you hear advertised on podcasts a lot. So think like Casper and Purple and Nectar and so on. So if I search Casper mattresses, I will find Casper mattresses. And then right underneath, Tuft and Needle has a thing that says, Casper mattresses, you're spending way too much. It'll have a page where you land and it'll show you a price comparison and show you why you're paying far too much if you buy Casper and you should, it'd be a much better idea to go with Tuft and Needle. So it creates this really dog-eat-dog world That's where... diabolical or at least very mischievous. I mean, on the one hand, it's, you know, brilliant on the idea of Tuft and Needle and the first people who came up with this idea, I'm sure, were handsomely rewarded. On the other hand, it creates a very difficult uh, position for companies, especially smaller companies, where they feel basically like they have to buy ads against their own name, which they shouldn't have to do. If I am searching for Casper mattresses, Google should naturally lead me to Casper mattresses. It creates a very laissez-faire free market economy for advertising that I'm sure Google appreciates, but probably the companies that have to advertise with Google do not. Is this any different on your mobile phone versus on desktop? So this is actually a bigger problem for mobile than it is for desktop for a couple of reasons. The biggest being that with mobile, you basically have a one column scroll. So when you think about how you look at search results on a mobile phone, you only see one column. When you're on a desktop, there's a couple of different columns and how search engine results are displayed are a little bit more dispersed and there's a little bit more breakup. So for instance, when you search on desktop, you're more likely to hit the Google Maps results a little bit faster. So say I'm looking for a good pizzeria in New York City, it'll show a map results and that is not advertising at all. That is organic search results. So you get to that a little bit faster. On mobile, you're gonna have to scroll through more advertising for a little bit longer. What are the specific characteristics of those kinds of brands and companies that feel like they have to advertise against their own name? What are the things that distinguish them? So companies that sort of sell directly to consumers with only an online presence. So they don't have a retail space. They don't generally have a sort of place that you can physically go to try the product out. That's where you're starting to see really strong competition happening. Right. Does that have any effect on us consumers? I mean, I think the biggest effect that it has for consumers is that these ads, especially when it's sort of companies, you know, buying ads against their competitors, it muddies the waters. It makes it so that when, if I've decided I wanted to buy a Casper mattress and there's another company that's buying a keyword against Casper and then telling me, oh, actually Casper is a terrible brand, I'm not sure that really helps. It would be like, you know, if you were walking down the grocery store aisle and every time you looked at a box of cereal, and you were looking at Frosted Flakes, Cheerios could sort of like sidle over and be like, you don't want to buy that crap. It's full of sugar. We're very healthy. It's just, it's not a great experience. Jake Swearingen is a contributor to New York Magazine's Intelligencer and the New York Times. Jake, thanks very much. My pleasure. I'm Ilya Meritz. This is Money Talking from WNYC. 